All good leaders listen and learn more than they talk and bark. My name is Stephen Pope. I'm the founder of My Amazon Guy. And in this video, it's going to be a little bit different. I'm going to be talking about all of the audio books I'm listening to, those business books that have really shaped my business in the last two years. And I'm going to show and tell a few of my favorites. So first one on the list here is Principles, Life and Work by Ray Dalio. And this one's a little bit more slower going. Uh, it, it, it has some good uh, essences to it. Um, it. It helps basically teach how an investor or an entrepreneur can surround their, themselves about by the unconventional principles that have refined the environment that you find yourself in. Most of the common theme between all of these business books is about decision making. And this one is about that thematic about how to make better decisions, but also be better understood. This is a well-read book. You can see 11,000 reviews, number one bestseller in business and organizational learning. I like this particular review. Mr. Dalio was literally broke in 1982, came back to build a $150 billion hedge fund did it through this principle taught in this book. The next couple of books both have something in common. One is Who, hardcover here by Jeff Smart, and the other is Who Not How by Dan Sullivan. I'll be honest, I don't know which one I like better between the two, and they've kind of merged in my head since I haven't read either of them in coming up on a year and a half. Um, Dan Sullivan, probably the more popular of the two with all the different books he has. Um, but I probably would give a small edge to the Who book specifically because I think a lot of the Dan Sullivan books have just become marketing cult following um, exercises, quite frankly. But nonetheless, what I really like about uh, the concept of Who and, and not How is that a lot of times most problems are solved by people, not by a system, not by a process, but generally a person who comes in to implement said process or said uh, thing that changes the organization, right? Now, I, I am a personal believer that most change occurs from within an organization, uh, generally top-down, all cultures top-down, uh, and I think that culture beats strategy any day of the week. My own organization went from six people in my basement to 300 employees in less than four years. And quite frankly, the hiring practices that we do has morphed so much over the last few years. Um, one of the call-outs on this book on, on the Amazon page here is that most hiring managers bat about 50%. And so you have to use some techniques like this to figure out how do you tell the difference between an A player from a B versus a C candidate? And I think most of the interview process is pretty subjective um, I actually do not do most of my decision making on a physical interview, a la phone call in person or otherwise. I make most of my decision about a candidate on paper, um, statistically, as best I can. And one of the things I use is Culture Index, um, which is kind of like an eight-minute survey about somebody's natural traits. Uh, so I'm a big proponent of that. That, by the way, Culture Index is mentioned in many of the books that I'm going to be talking about today. Um, including my favorite. And and so we've really adopted that. A lot of people are wondering like, hey, can you use personality tests during the hiring process? First of all, um, while, I, while they kind of technically are personality tests, um, they're completely legal uh, and you're more likely to get in trouble 
by the conversation you have with a candidate, not necessarily uh, what you do for a test, because a test can be systematic and more process-based. And by the way, I did scour the internet. There really isn't a culture index book on the market. There's a few podcasts you can find if you really dig, but most of the advanced features are pretty well hidden kept secrets. And so you're going to have to engage the culture index family if you want to really get to know that secret sauce. But nonetheless, you got who and who not how, both of the same persuasion, all about hiring and getting the right people into the right seats, getting the wrong people off the bus and figuring out how to go about that. My next uh, book on the list, and, and by the way, these first five books I'm going to talk about are all help. They all helped me in 2021. This one is Rocket Fuel, and it's very much in the same persuasion as Traction, which is why both of these are neck and neck to each other. I put Traction as my favorite book of 2021. I had read it in 2020, and I reread it in 2021, and then I actually started to implement the EOS system. Rocket Fuel, which is lower on my list because it's not as useful. You do need to look at traction first. Um, it, but, but Rocket Fuel adds flavor to the traction relationship between the visionary and the uh, implementer inside of a business, right? So think CEO slash COO and, and what that relationship entails. And so if you're looking for how to get along with your number two, or if you're the number two and trying to figure out how to work with the number one, um, or maybe you think you're on equal footing because you're definitely not. Nobody has an equal partnership. doesn't work that way. There always has to be one person who makes the final decision. Rocket Fuel solves that dichotomy and helps you figure it out. I'm a big fan of Gino Wickman. Um, he's well endorsed, probably the most uh, liked author inside of the entrepreneur organization. I'm a part of EO. Uh, and I found a lot of value in some of those uh, references. So, so Rocket Fuel, don't read that until you've read Traction. Start with the Traction. Um, very, very important hardcover book. Uh, this is one that I physically purchased. I think it's really important to have a, a hard copy of this one because the principles that are taught here, they take a lot of effort to replay and redo. Uh, there's some really good graphics in there. And they break it into the six different sections, right? So if your business is in the middle, you've got people, vision, and data on the top. And then on the bottom, you got process, traction, and issues. Uh, and quite frankly, if you don't have traction in your business, you're hallucinating and you have all of these different issues that are preventing you from making real traction or real progress. And so by breaking it up into these different sections, it helps you give yourself a scorecard, help, helps you hold your own organization accountable. And there's just a lot of real world like ground hitting. I'm going to go in the weeds and actually make a difference in the business. Um, it's not just theory, it's practical application. And I think a lot of business books are, are uh, marinating on that that theory, but they don't actually go in and say like, here's how to apply this to your business today. And Traction takes that to a whole new level. So that's why it's my favorite book of 2021 and most influential book on my list. The next book on my list, I'm now in 2022. This was fifth on my choice of best business books I read in 2022 so far. And that is Scaling Up by Vern Harnish. And in here, it talks about how to teach people by using tools. Uh, on the hardcover here, you can see people, strategy, execution, and cash. And all of those things are what's required uh, to scale a business. Three of the four similarities between traction 
and scaling up that people strategy and execution component. But but Vern Hash spends a little bit more time talking about one layer deeper on like the cash component of a business. And so it kind of takes a lot of synergies with traction. And, and that's kind of what I found in a lot of business books. There's a lot of synergy. They all read each other's stuff and then they end up quoting each other and it becomes a little bit of a quote fest of sorts. But I like some of the flavor that's added in some of the books that I'm calling out today. And so it's all going to come down to that people process and product. Um, but I understand my own product really well. I feel like people, even though I'm a really big culture nut, I, I have a hard time scientifically explaining or prediction models of how to put the right people in the right places. And so I spent a lot of time reading and trying to understand like how to motivate people and how to interact with people. And I study this out all the time. Next on my list is The Infinite Game. Um, this book is uh, pretty easy to summarize. Essentially, uh, if, if the game of chess, right, and I've got a chess board on my, behind me here on the left, um, if, if chess was a finite game, then business is an infinite game. And what I really like about this book wasn't necessarily the material so much as the uh, framework change for me, right? So like, I had put out a mission statement that I want to be the best in the world at Amazon selling education, right? I'm just, I, I, I'm an education company that happens to be an agency, right? At my Amazon guy, I, I launched mag school, uh, and, and all of this stuff, right? And, and I want to commoditize the education system. And I have a big background in education and I've worked at, um, up and coming higher education companies like straighter line and Western governors university. And it's all about competency, right? And I hire completely about competency and culture. Well, this book kind of made me take a step back and realize that the way that I've been thinking about my mission statement was, was not, uh, elegant enough, right? So like, being best in the world means that it's there's an end, right? Well, here's the problem. When you're a runner and you are running to the finish line, what, what happens when you hit that finish line? Well, you stop running. And, and many runners also stop running before they hit the finish line, right? Well, in this book, it really talks about how to upgrade that methodology and go to the from the finite to the infinite, right? So this one's a little bit different on my list, very much a standout because it, it really describes how to go about thinking about how your mission will outlive your company. And, and so I'm trying to figure out how to redo my mission statement. I, I, I'm failing at this, by the way. I haven't come up with a solution because I don't know what the bring clean water to every village in Africa looks like for, for my Amazon guy. I've been really struggling with that because I, I can't find a, a concise enough way to explain what we do, but also make it infinite. And, and if I were to be hit by a bus tomorrow, how would the business keep operating towards that mission indefinitely, right? Like that's what I'm trying to figure out. Haven't quite figured that out. All right. So that was the infinite game. Check that one out. That was actually released in 2019. One, oh, by the way, one of the other things I have a really big time struggle with is a lot of efficiency books, books about efficiency are super outdated because obviously in the last couple of years with Zoom and Calendly and a bunch of other really cool tech tools, uh, you you don't need any of the efficiency books anymore. They're completely outdated, right? Um, so I, I'm always looking for new business books that don't talk about how to be more efficient because I'm already super efficient. I don't need any tech or help on that one. All right, the next one is about simple numbers. This was actually written by a member of EO, Entrepreneurs Organization, Greg Crabtree. Very short book, very uh, to the point and very pointed as well. And it really talks about how you should be paying taxes and that you should have um, lots of capital going outside of the business. 
Uh, so I'm a big fan of this one. Simple numbers, straight talk, big profits, four keys to unlock your business potential. Um, and it basically criticizes all of the um, big business practices about trying to grow over profit, about spending all of your money. Um, and, and he talks about how real businesses in the real world actually pay lots of taxes and they, they, they keep cash on hand. They don't try and overspend it. They don't just make budgets to go through them and, um, and much, much more, right? So this is a great book, especially from going between a startup and a $5 million company. I think those are really good metrics for this book of why, it, why it's so helpful. Um, and and a very, very great read. I would read this one again. This one review says top 10 business books I've ever read, and I've read about 100 business books. This is a top five. I would agree with that. Um, definitely a top five for me in 2022. Next on my list is Good to Greats. This is a classic one. This is probably the most uh, commonly read business book that, in terms of my, uh, my network and most read. Um, so there's a six-book series by Jim Collins. Uh, if you're only going to read one, this is the one to read in it. Uh, it's the number one bestseller in strategic business planning. Uh, they have to make a lot of different book categories, don't they? And and so what I this one's a really tough one. Whether I'd rather have this one on audiobook or on physical hard copy, really tough to say on this one. Um, the the hedgehog concept is really my favorite takeaway from this particular book, and that is. All really good businesses dumb it down to one simple concept. And so if you were going to take the infinite game and meld it into a hedgehog, good to great uh, is that hedgehog, right? Like it it talks about a sneaky fox trying to catch up to a hedgehog and, hey, I'm going to do all these sneaky things. I'm going to bolt out. I'm going to hide. I'm going to crawl. I'm going to creep. I'm going to do all these things. But then the second you get to the hedgehog, what happens? The hedgehog curls up into a ball and and it literally does the same thing every single time. And the fox can't do anything about it because the quills are painful and he just goes on and then leaves, right? And so the basics always outlive any particular market swelling, any particular tool um, or technology advancement. And and Jim Collins uh, does a very deep study on what sh- what's the difference between a good company and what's the difference between a great company. And I think it's probably the best book series with a methodology of actual quantification and study with data sets. Um, and so, uh, you, you know, it's very much a Kool-Aid cult-like book. You, you have to drink the Kool-Aid to understand it. Um, and it's, and in terms of like where it is on the plane, it's up here, it's way in the sky. We're talking 50,000 foot view. Um, so if you're a big picture thinker, you're going to really like that, uh, angle of it. Right. And so like the difference between simple numbers, simple numbers was like, oh my gosh, way down in the weeds at like ground level. And then good to great is all the way up in the clouds, right? That's how I would describe the differences between the two. I've got three books left on my list, but first, if you're wondering how I get through two or three business books a week, I'll tell you, I do it on my walks. I'm I'm a 219-pound individual, six foot, and I'm a little overweight, and I've been working my tail off to lose some weight. And so one of the things I've been doing is I've been marrying my passion for business, which is what's kept me in my computer chair all the time, and then I play audiobooks. And one of the things I recently picked up Um, was these aftershocks and I actually broke the first one and so you can see here let's see is this one or this uh, yes on the left side Um, I I actually broke this right here and so like the the bone conducting technology is pretty cool 
Uh, but I've been pretty upset that like I can't like when I put it on my head here, I can't keep the earphone on anymore with like elegance, right? So it's like not it's not placed correctly. Um, so I did break that. So I actually just picked up a new pair um, of shocks, and these were more expensive. These were cost one hundred and sixty dollars. These cost one hundred and twenty at the time of purchase. Um, and I'm trying these out, and and I've, I'm really a big fan of this. So essentially, if you want to get through a lot of business books. You need to marry it with your exercising is what it's kind of been boiled down for me. So if you guys want to check those out, I'm going to have links to those in the chat here. You can see the aftershocks right there and you can see the shocks open run right there. Um, so check those out. Uh, I do have some affiliate links. If you click on those, that'll buy me a Mexican Coke, which will actually make it harder for me to lose weight. So, you know, do what you can. Next on my list is Extreme Ownership, and this is one of those books that I keep on the shelf next to me. So I've got Traction that literally is less than an arm's reach behind me, and then Extreme Ownership, which I keep on the desk and I leave up there. And that the reason for that is because I find myself quoting from it all the freaking time and trying to instill leadership into an organization is a very difficult task. There is no leadership training in college. Most business application or leadership training consists of three or four hours a year in most organizations. It's insufficient, right? And so um, I'm, I, I really like what Jocko does in some of his first book. Now, I have read some of his other books. It's very repetitive. I didn't get anything out of the additional series. But if you're going to read one of Jocko's books, it's definitely Extreme Ownership. And it's a very pointed book. Um, I don't like the military storylines. I actually skipped portions of those and went straight into the business uh, application. I'm not a narrator. I don't like storytelling. I just like, here's how I can use something today immediately. So this book is very different on the list because it does both of those, right? So you have the benefit of, of having the narrative and the story. So if you like that, great. But then it also has the business application. Um, this book, 24,000 reviews on it. Uh, number one bestseller in Iraq war biographies, which is a weird place to put a business book, I guess. Um, but maybe they, they put it there so they could be at the top. Uh, who knows? A lot of different business book categories, if you will. But, you know, I, I think it deserves a lot of accolades. Um, there's there's a lot, of, a lot to be told about why there's no such thing as a bad team. There's only such a thing as a bad leader. And it requires the leader to admit that they're the problem in every single instance. If the team is not performing, it's always the leader's problem. It's always the leader's fault. And so the storyline talks about them going into situations where something just didn't go right. And at the end of the day, the team did everything they were supposed to do, but the person themselves did not. The leader did not. The best chapter in this particular book in Extreme Ownership is chapter two, where it literally says, no bad teams, only bad leaders. And it tells the story of how when they were doing some training, um, there were two squads. There was the best squad and there was the worst squad. And they decided to switch the leaders between both squads. They didn't change anything else. Very hard training. And then all of a sudden, all they did was switch the leader um, the, the leader of the bad squad was blaming his team and saying all these reasons. And so when they, they announced they were going to switch it, the bad leader's like, oh, yes, fantastic. Well, it turns out when you switch a bad leader for a good leader, what happens? Well, the team started performing better and they actually went neck and neck with the, with the quote unquote better team. And so just switching the leader and barking orders and doing it, you know, not barking orders, but doing it correctly by being the leader at the front of the pack and showing and, and sweating and crying and doing all those things with the team has a very bigger difference 
in the methodologies. Okay, so those were my favorite books of 2022, but this next book has a special place for me, and I'm actually just started reading this one, but I, and it's actually what prompted me to make my video today, and I just think it's an incredible book, and it's called The Road Less Stupid, and this is filled with bumper sticker saying explanations of, of business situations. Uh, this dude, Keith, obviously has read almost every of the business books on the list I've already gone through. He's he's practically applied them. He talks about real-world business situations. He basically criticizes or critiques all of the, the business acumen that just simply doesn't make sense. The name of the chapters are ironic. It's more about protectionism in this particular book. And, and, and it says, smart people do dumb things. Here's the proof. How much money would you have right now if I gave you the ability to unwind any three financial decisions you've ever made. And then he talks about suffering a humiliatingly large dumb tax. And so he goes through and explains like why certain um, people and certain books really have challenges of what they're suffering and how, how they go about making those decisions and what went wrong and how, you know, what could you have done if you'd done it differently? Um, I, I am just super enthralled by the audiobook. Um, chapter nine, definitely my favorite so far. Uh, and I'm, I, I always send out snippets and pieces and, and quotes to members of my team. Um, and, and you're going to see a lot of influence on my business this year uh, in the back half of 2022 because of what this book stands for. Um, and, and I, you know, the, the name of the book's a little misleading, The Road Less Stupid and Advice from the Chairman of the Board and whatnot. But, but in reality, there's some really good down-to-earth business acumen. I would put it in the same camp as Simple Numbers. It's down in the weeds, but it also ventures upward into the clouds at times. So diving back up and down is something that I really appreciate myself. I'm a little bit of an architect where I like to understand how everything works top to bottom. I want to be in the clouds as a visionary, but I also go surface down into the weeds, not to micromanage, but to system build, to understand how the entire system is built, to build a process around it. And I can tell that Keith, when he wrote The Road Less Stupid, that's exactly what he was trying to do. He's trying to understand the entire system and explain it and what to do about it. All right, so I'm going to put a list of all of these books. I have all these top business books. All of this is going to be in the notes, so you can check a look at it. All of the books are going to have Amazon affiliate links. If you want to click those and help me out, send me a Mexican Coke, that'd be great. Um, maybe pick up a pair of those aftershocks if you really want to listen to this and lose weight at the same time, which has kind of been one of my biggest goals. I'm a big fan of uh, business books. If there's one book that I did not mention that you think I should read, leave it in the comments and explain why. Just, just give me a link, one or two sentences on why you think this business book is so helpful or why it might help me. I do go through two or three business books every single week without fail that is on top of podcast listening. I'm always trying to learn and level up because I feel like if I don't do this, then I'm going to make a mistake. Um, and, I, and, and I also want to really make sure I'm doing all of the right things that I can for the business because the people that depend upon me, all 300 plus employees, they depend on me making good decisions. And there's not like a, a business coach, a mentor, or another company out there that's done some of the things that I've done. So I'm trying to take these business books and apply their practical knowledge, their theories, and then turn it into exercises within my own companies and give leadership training. And it's a very difficult task. It's significantly harder than one might imagine it might be. 
Um, and so that's really why I did this. I just wanted to share some of the knowledge that I gained from these these uh, business books. And I hope hope you took something away. Leave, let me know which of the books in the list is your favorite, as well as one you recommend I read next. We'll see you guys later.